Good morning. Welcome, everyone, to the first Paper Free Class podcast. We are going to be talking about the blues today, and I have my first period class with me. We are going to be listening to some songs and comparing them to a story we read called The Treasure of Lemon Brown. Um, let's talk about Lemon Brown a little bit. What can you tell me about the character in the Walter Dean Myers story? To me, it's like it feels like he's beaten up sometimes. Like he's very old; he has rags around him almost the time. So. Okay. To me, he is the definitive definition of somebody who would sing the blues because he's been through one of the toughest lives, like losing his son and his wife. Oh, very good, very good. So that that loss of his son would have given him the blues, right? What did he say about the blues in in the story? He said that the blues, you don't quit the blues, but the blues just give up on you. Because after a while, you do good for yourself, so there's no really point of saying about all the hard times you have and how sad it is for you. You slowly lose relevance. Hard times catches up to you. Right. Very good. Very good. All right. So let's listen to an artist that we have. Uh, His name is Keb Mo, and his song is Love in Vain. Uh, All throughout this unit, we've been listening to blues music in the classroom, uh, sort of in the background to get a feel for it. And what we want to do is think about the kind of life that Lemon Brown lived in, in the story and what kind of blues we think he might have sung, and what we think about uh, these four artists, and if they would reflect what Lemon Brown might have been like. And I followed to the station With a suitcase in my hand Whoa, I followed her to the station With a suitcase in my hand You know it's hard to tell, it's hard to tell When all your love's in vain lost or loved that and then I think they have to leave or something and he's taking them to the train station and he, he doesn't want them to go but he knows it's for the other person's own good that they're leaving mm, okay that's great great interpretation the song um, faintly gives me kind of the feel of Forrest Gump because he was talking about a girl who he loved but didn't love him back at first oh good and, and as the song continued did he did he receive that love back or yeah yes yeah. okay what does he mean by my our love is in vain? What does that mean? 
Um, I think he meant that when he lo when you love somebody, you give a lot, and all of that was for nothing. Right. So doing something in vain is like doing it for nothing. Like uh, no matter what I did, it wasn't it wasn't good enough. What about uh, comparing him to Lemon Brown? What do you think? To me, it felt like um, comparing him to Lemon Brown, his music was more of a slow tempo, and it felt more—it felt like something that uh, a person would play at the corner of a street, or it didn't. Like, like he said in the story, he said that he sang the blues so sweet, and to me, it just feels a little bit, a little bit like, a little bit too slow. It just seems like a sob, someone to sing. That's what I just like. Great, yeah. great, yes. Comparing it to Lemon Brown, I think since the way the story describes his voice, I think his <coughs> voice is too smooth to be Lemon Brown. So great, so like this Kev Kevmo's voice is too smooth. Yeah. Too smooth. <laughs> but his topics were um, right at heart because yeah. it was just along the lines of what Lemon Brown would sing, but not at that tempo. Okay, good. I so, think because yeah. Lemon Brown also lost somebody, lost two people. And this guy, he's not really losing the person, but he's not going to be with the person anymore. So, uh, so you can relate to both. Mm -hmm. Great. Very good. Very nice. All right. Uh, let's look at another artist. I think. Let's see. John. We have Robert Johnson. Yeah. Now, to me, Robert Johnson is, is the blues. I mean, he's the, the blues master. And he sings the song Crossroads, which, if you you know get into reading about it, it has a lot of different interpretations. And um, we're going to see how we think Robert Johnson might have compared to Lemon Brown. An obstacle? Okay. Well, what, what, what is the literal interpretation of a crossroads? What would that be? Yes? And there are two paths, but you have to choose the one that you have to go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're at an intersection. What is he saying happened at the intersection? What was he trying to do? Trying to figure out which path to take to see which one will be better for him. And, yes. And what happened when, when people saw him when they were 
driving by on the crossroads, what happened? They paid him no money. They didn't pay him any money. They didn't pay any attention to him. So he was trying to get a ride, and nobody was paying attention to him. What about this? What about this song in in Lemon Brown's universe? Um, I feel like it wouldn't fit in Lemon Brown's universe at all. I feel like this was more of an acoustic feel, actually, and that it would actually be the opposite of what Lemon Brown would sing about. Because you know, with Lemon Brown, it sounds like he'd have like a tougher voice, like he's been through more struggles than Martha Johnson. Okay. Yes. Like what he said, I thought Lemon Brown would have more of a voice because of the way they described it, like twigs breaking, so uh-huh. I'm going to hear that in his voice. Okay. And you think Robert Johnson's voice is what, too sweet? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that um, also in the story, it was like, I'm Lemon Brown. You know, he felt so enthusiastic about his own name and this song was kind of like okay yeah so it was kind of a little bit mumbly in the song so that you know lemon brown had a little bit more more of a proud voice and and in this song he sort of says you know he's invisible people didn't see me nobody saw me nobody paid any attention to me lemon brown was proud of who he was and he said yeah i'm sweet lemon brown and he pulled his shoulders back that's great anything to add okay that's good can you sit here and just enjoy All right, let's go on to our next artist. This is Jeff Buckley, and you see a picture of him there on YouTube. And what is he doing? Eating some, eating some Doritos. He looks, he looks pretty relaxed. This is Parchment Farm Blues. And uh, did anybody find anything out about Parchment Farm? Um, I didn't find any anything on it actually because I wasn't trying to do research on mm-hmm. it, but. From what I could tell from the song, um, I feel like it could be a representation of Lemon Brown. Oh, okay. But I don't think it would be the definitive. All right. What do, what do you think that a song is going to be about called Parchment Farm Blues? Yes? Maybe it's going to be about a farm. It was going well, then something happened, like a drought or okay. something, and all the crops are gone. Yeah, that's a good guess, because, you know, uh, in the blues, the blues era, you know, you had the 20s, 30s, and 40s. You had the Great Depression, you had the Great Dust Bowl, you had, a, a, you know, uh, all the crops were dying, there was a huge drought. So that could be something related to that as well. All right, let's give Jeff Buckley a little listen here. Just give me life this morning down on Parchment Farm. Oh, my God. 
break there. <coughs> what are we listening to? What is this? What is this song all about? Um, a bit about him leaving his wife. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, because he says goodbye. It sounded like he said goodbye, wife. Like his wife forsaken him because he's he said, "Oh, you've done wrong." Okay. Maybe it's about his him leaving his home. Like he used to, he lived in a farm with his family. He has to go maybe in the city or something to get a job, so he has to live leave his family at home. He's, he's basically going into a whole other world, so he's showing a lot of emotion and different things that's happening. That's a good thing that you said going into another world. What if I told you that Parchment Farm was a prison? Oh, so you're telling me that he committed a crime for the sake of his family? Maybe. And it was like a working farm. It was a labor farm. So they would have to, you know, it was like a labor prison. They would have to work, you know, brutal hours and you know, digging or whatever they were doing. So that changes the meaning a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like saying goodbye to everybody and I'm going down to Parchment Farms. And if you, you know, did something wrong, you better go down there. What about this? What about this uh, this style in comparison to Lemon Brown? You said that you liked it for. I liked it for the um, topic actually because um, of the of his wife and it got actually the sadness out of the blues. What I thought what Lemon Brown would say. Good, basically. really good. We have any other comparisons? I still don't think it's rough enough. Not rough enough. No. This is, he was his voice is much smoother. I think much smoother. Yeah. yeah. He isn't as experienced. experienced. You don't think he's as experienced? No. Yes. Okay. You think he is, or you think he's not? Maybe he's experienced with a softer voice, but not with one as rough. Okay. Does he Does he look like, if you look at his picture, does he look like a, a blues no, not singer? Not at all. No. Not at all. No. <laughs> going on to the next, next, next song there. What make what makes him what makes him not look like a singer of the blues? He looks so laid back. Okay. Too relaxed. Too relaxed. His hair doesn't look like he's been through much. Right. It doesn't look like he's been through very much. Good. Look like he had his life just handed to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I hope that Mr. Mr. Buckley never hears some of these comments. Actually, I kind of did some research on him. Yeah. Um, what I found was that he actually was actually a very good blues singer, and if anybody heard the um, Hallelujah, that he actually, he was the person who composed that song before he died. This is an amazing song. Okay. <laughs> he actually died in the Mississippi River. And he fell. Jeff Buckley did. Yeah. Wow. And then that song Hallelujah, Hallelujah. He's yeah. the one that composed that. Yeah. That's great. Before he died, and someone else actually released it. Wow, this is and, and this is a remake. This is a song that was originally from the ni- from 1940, I think. So uh, he he did a remake of it, and, and several other artists have done remakes of it. So it's a you know it's it's a good blues song because it's you know what's what's more blues than going to going to prison? <coughs> you know, having to say goodbye to your wife and family. All right, let's look at our last artist. Blind Willie Johnson. This song is Jesus Make Up My Dying Bed. This might be the one. This might be it. (laughs) This might be the closest one. I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? I think it seems like it. It seems like it? Because of how rough his voice is. His voice is really rough. Like you said, the the dry twigs breaking. Yeah, like he's been through the struggle. 
And does he look like he's been through a struggle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is he blind? I think he, I think he is blind, yeah. I mean, he's... He, he, he is an Nazi, Ryan actually did my He's not? Okay, good. I've blessed his dad during his, when he was growing up, his parents actually beat him and actually um, did something uh, messed up around over here. Oh, so, okay, so he might have, was he blind in one eye maybe or something? No, no but his, his eye was all messed up. Yes. Very good. Thank you for researching yeah. that. All right, let's, let's, hear, let's hear this. Having, is she having fun? Yeah, basically. No. Should've heard, you should have saw her when she, she when so when you guys talked crying. about hallelujah. She was just like, mm, praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, she's doing a good job of, uh, of videotaping our behind-the-scenes uh, <laughs> podcast. All right, so Jesus make up my dying bed. Blind Willie Johnson. You guys think this is more lemon brownie? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I couldn't get that much out of nice. his song because of his voice. I couldn't get much out of it besides him um, having struggles as a black man. I couldn't yeah. get much out yeah. of it because I didn't read the synopsis of the song. It is very just, difficult to hear, to understand yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. I should have pulled those up. He sounds like he just wants to give up on life. Yeah, it's really hard times. Yeah, with a title like that, Jesus make up my dying bed. Yeah. Alright, let's see if we can get some uh, lyrics here. Oh, I didn't know I heard that. Wow. <laughs> Since me and Jesus got married, haven't been a minute apart. With the receiver in my hand and religion in my heart. So he's talking about being Christian. Okay. Yes. So you, that would be being married to Jesus would be giving himself to Christ. Okay. Having that connection. Having that connection exactly. So what is the receiver that he's talking about? Maybe he's talking about himself. What the Jesus of the Bible? What Jesus tells him to like? He feels Jesus telling him to do. Okay. 
Yeah, um, we have a, an issue, I think, with how young you guys are, because a receiver would be the telephone. Oh, <laughs> I thought and it was just the Bible. In, in 1927, you know, it was probably one of those old-style phones, but the receiver in my hand, I can ring him up easy. So what does that mean? Oh, call him. Call him. Yeah, you can talk to talk to him. All right. So he's saying, you know, I've got that. I've got that connection, like you all said. You had the the whole the whole point about the connection was was right on, was spot on. But you just didn't understand the language that it's a receiver, like a telephone receiver. This came. This song came out in 1927. I don't think we <laughs> understand much. Yeah, you can't relate as much because it is nearly a hundred years old. This song. I honestly don't think that Lemon Brown would sing something like this because he didn't really sing that religious. In my opinion. Good, good point. Right. Good but the point. sound, he got, he yeah, got a spot, spot on. I feel like Levin Brown sound like a mix of Blind Willie Johnson with the, um, the lyrics of Buckley. But what's cool in this one is the also that still connects, he has the connection with Jesus and then Levin Brown, his family. Mm. He's having that connection with my son and my wife, and he's teaching the little kid, Greg, how to have that connection as well. Very good, very good. All right, well, it looks like we are out of time, so that's perfect timing, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you all for participating in our first ever podcast. This is a history in the making. All right, so let's give uh, our studio audience can give a big round of applause to our players. And uh, thank you. Hope you'll tune in next period for podcast number two. Mixtape coming out 2036. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long time from now. All right, thank you, everybody. <laughs> You gotta put the submission on.